show is sponsored by Hive Mind CRM. It is more than just a CRM. It is a real estate and business mastermind that comes with an all-in-one CRM. You can have unlimited websites and users. You can call, text, RVM, and email all-in-one user interface. And you can set up custom automations for any type and multiple businesses. 65% of companies start using a CRM system within the first five years of business. Once implemented, the HiveMind will save you on marketing, give you more time, and make more money. One of our users has had his first $100,000 month using our system in June. We want to see you automate and accelerate your business. Text us at 210-972-1842 for future meetings. And of course, to get our $1 course on how to make more than six figures on one land deal. You can schedule your free demo today at hivemindcrm.io. All righty, everybody. Welcome to the Hive Mind Podcast. Uh, my name is Frank Spalding. Uh, I'm going to be here today with Adrian Smoot. Daniel is uh, unfortunately out sick today and uh, wasn't able to attend. So uh, we're glad to be here uh, with Adrian. Uh, he's a uh, best-selling author and focuses heavily in on mobile homes. So Adrian, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself uh, to everybody today? I appreciate you having me, Frank. I am in Central Florida, in between Tampa and Orlando. I really started about 20 years ago as a terrible, terrible tenant. Like, you do not want to rent to 20-year-old Adrian. I mean, we had mud wrestling parties, (laughs) spaghetti wrestling parties. I have all the eviction notices to prove all these parties, too. And my favorite one is for parking the motorcycle inside of the living room. And my friend's excuse was he didn't want to wait for it to warm up. It doesn't get cold enough <laughs> for it to warm up. But anyways, but because I we, I got evicted, well, we got evicted. It was all of us. That's why I bought a house. I had a family member's mortgage broker. Uh, if anyone remembers 19 years ago, you signed paperwork and they handed you a house for actually less money than it costs to move in a rental. I bought the house, moved all my friends in that helped me get evicted. And then I understood what the landlord was going through, but I live for free. Really cool. Got to live for free. So I said, all right, let's buy another house. And that one, I was losing a little bit of every month because I had that adjustable rate mortgage. If anyone remembers those and it was supposed to go down, well, I bought at the top of the market. And as the value of the house went down, my rate actually went up. So I started losing more every month i didn't understand why it was happening at the time i still don't really understand <laughs> but anyways i long story short there i lost that house as a short sale i tried to kind of keep going with it it, it was embarrassing thing my ego but that reminder came back when i started hearing about mobile homes i was at ria's the seasoned investor that is usually there just because they love real estate. If they have hair, they have like the shiny silver hair. They talked about mobile homes. So I said, all right, let me try it. They've been in the business longer than I've been alive. And let me tell you, the cash flow is way better than a site at home. So since then, I have actually started to sell off all of my site at homes. Sold the last one this year. And I am primarily mobile homes with the dirt and we rent them out long game, try to make the business as boring as possible. 
Uh, are you buying uh, new mobile homes to do this with, or are you buying uh, used mobile homes? Is there a certain year that you won't go beyond uh, just because of parts, or how does that work? I specialize in those really old ones. I have a lot of 1960s, 1970s. For me, a new one is 1997. That's the newest I've ever bought. I am in talks right now with a 1999. I didn't think I'd ever be buying one of those. Or maybe in 10 years, I'd finally be old enough to buy one. But I like the old ones because the cash flow is really good. And part of that is because investors don't like them. They don't understand them. They see them as too big of risk. So then it leaves less competition and I can move in and, and buy them at a good price. And what's a good price uh, for, uh, you know, let's, uh, you know, your, your, your typical bread and butter. Well, in Florida, I want a higher return because we have those hurricanes that seems like Californians have never heard of and hurricanes take mobile homes and they throw them around. I'm looking for 20 to 30% all in ROI. So my all in repairs, closing costs, purchase price, everything. If it's in the 60s or 70s the year, I'm looking for at least a 20% return on my investment because I have a high risk. We were talking a tiny bit before the show about like moving them, vacant land and all that. People don't realize there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just, oh, trash that one and put another one on there, new or used. Everything's got to come up to code. I find it hard to believe getting a used 1990, even if you got it for free, I'm still looking at 25 or 30 K just to get it there, to get everything up to code. And that's if I got the home for free and I'm not going to get a home for free, not in this market. <laughs> so I like those old ones, but today I have been trading up a little bit. Like I said, I'm looking at a 1999 right now. I'm not going to get that same return there. It's on an acre of land though. So I have that acre. I call that my lotto ticket that a builder hopefully is going to come through one day in my time and say, I want to build a three quarter million dollar house because this is in the path of progress where it's probably going to happen. If not, I cash flow until then. I have a stronger structure as a 1999. They use way better quality materials. So a good year to remember is June 15th, 1976. That is a year the federal government HUD basically said, you've got to build these with some type of quality. Not that it went up a lot, but I joke around that they used to build them with toothpicks. I mean, they were really <laughs> thin parts. It didn't go up a lot in 1976, but that is the year that there's an actual code to build them by. And you cannot get any bank financing behind that. It's tough to even get it that old. But that is an important year to, to remember. So now you, you, you touched on something, financing. Uh, are you doing this uh, with your own money? Are you doing a lot of private money? Are you getting, are there commercial lenders uh, that uh, specialize in older mobile homes uh, for investors? Uh, or is that something that's just not heard of if it's too old? More towards the end there, not heard of. We use private money and owner financing i am not scared to use my own cash i don't know who made it popular to like they're allergic to using their own money i like some free and clear properties and i like using my own cash because i get even more cash flow 
uh, owner financing these older ones we're talking like the 60s 70s i've never done any in the 50s i have some friends that buy it in the 50s those still have lights and license places plates on them if you ever buy one in the 1950s but that year the owners know that they're not bank financeable I mean, if it's an investor or if it's a homeowner they already know it there's no like why don't you just go to a bank that's the excuse i used to get with the site built world of trying to buy owner financing i don't get that excuse now i don't use the term financing i like the term payments it sounds easier it sounds simpler uh, it doesn't imply interest i like to start at zero percent and let you work me up so and if you don't you don't so owner financing is a lot of them. The one I'm working on right now, uh, it is going to have to be a cash deal. So it's going to be private money, or I could use my own cash for it if I decide to. But Because owner financing doesn't work for everyone. Definitely. And where do you find these deals? Networking is my biggest way. That is me. It fits my personality. But you could use any type of traditional marketing. Signs on the side of the road, letters. MLS, Google AdWords, Facebook marketing. The only thing you have to do is replace the word house with mobile home. All of it works. I've bought properties on almost every type of marketing, but the networking fits me the best. I go to RIA's, I stand up and say, I buy mobile homes. There's always someone that kind of looks at me funny afterwards. They come over and tell me, you're an idiot. Why would you buy them? They depreciate. They tell me all these <laughs> negative things. And I reply, you're right. They're terrible investments. Give me all your leads. <laughs> and they do. And I, you know, I pay people for their leads. I try to do keep everyone in because if you get paid by me, you want to talk to me more. Mm -hmm. And then Definitely. realtors. Realtors, the other big one, because an older mobile home like that is going to sell for way less, probably a zero less on the end of the number. The realtor does the same amount of work. You can argue more work with a mobile home. Well, why would they not want to get paid more for the same work? Realtors do want to help people as much as investors try to give them a bad name. The good realtors want to help. Mm -hmm. I became a resource just as information. And every once in a while, it comes back to me. I am not licensed, but I have gone to the continuing education that they have to go to because who's there? They're really serious. Uh, realtors. So the really serious ones, now I'm the new person in the room. They want to come talk to me, not me trying to go find them. Yeah. And then realtor after hours are always fun. They're not frugal like us investors. Like they'll buy you food and drinks. Investors, <laughs> we won't buy you anything. <laughs> so yeah, networking is my way, but you have to do whatever works for your personality, I think. And you just tell people what you do, no matter what type of marketing it is. And you just say mobile homes. There you go. So we were talking a little bit before uh, we, we started off and, uh, you know, you said there's the three types of mobile homes or, you know, kind of, you know, the perceptions. So, you know, what's your preferred? Are you just looking for the mobile home itself, mobile home land? Uh, you know, are you going after parks themselves for the entire park? Uh, you know, uh, where you're paying lot rent or if you own the entire thing and you're charging lot rent? Uh, you know, what, what's, what's, uh, what's your bread and, you know, what's your, what's gravy? What's bread and butter for you? Oh, yeah. Let's break those three down. You can buy the entire park, everything. So think of a flat apartment complex. 
or that's if you own all the homes, the dirt, everything. Or you can own as a mobile home park, you can own just the dirt and everyone that owns the home lives there, pays you lot rent. So in that instance, you essentially own a big parking lot. That sounds attractive to me. I've never bought a mobile home park. I've researched them. Honestly, I don't know if it fits into my life vision anymore. But mobile home parks are one way to invest in mobile homes. Then you can buy just the unit. So you do not own any dirt and you pay the park owner or the owner of the land monthly to build a park there. Lot rent, we call it, or space rent. And then usually you have to put someone in it that's going to either buy it from you for more a month or rent it from you for more a month. I've done a few of those. Those are really, really, really good ROI. Like they should be over 50% ROI. That sounds amazing. Why wouldn't you do more? Well, when you're talking smaller numbers, that could be $150 a month, which don't get me wrong. That is good money. When you're starting mm -hmm. out, especially, I mean, that they were super, super important for my growth phase and the momentum, the learning and everything. I bought in low-end parks, so I did not get the highest quality person living there. So I had a lot of turnover. I made more money because of it. But now where I'm at, I'm valuing time a little bit more than the cash flow. So I'm trading up, we call it. Mm -hmm. Those are a great investment. I mean, I know very, very seasoned investors that always try to keep a few dozen of those. But what I do is right in the middle. It's a single unit mobile home with the dirt. So I own the home and the land together. And then I rent it out. So I get the dirt. Worst case, a hurricane, a tornado comes and wipes it out and turns into a hurricane missile. I still have some dirt. You know, I put the money into it or I sell it to someone that wants to put a brand new home on it. But I have something there and a lot of times on those old ones that we mentioned the value is in the dirt and that's what i look at a lot too those are your three different types i've just gravitated to that center one i'm a very very niched investor i know people that can do everything i can't do everything i've learned i'm not good at it i gotta stick to one really tight thing that works and since then i have branched a tiny bit when I try to do everything, I fail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as do a lot of investors. So yeah, I've uh, looked at several pieces of land myself where uh, I've actually started looking into starting a park. Mm. And, uh, and you know, for the most part, there's a lot of counties in Florida that will allow it. You just have to be outside of you know any of the big city limits. Uh, you know, like Jacksonville, if, as long as you're outside of the 295 loop, uh, it's pretty much doable. Uh, several of the surrounding counties uh, have got the ability to do that. Uh, it's just a matter of how much land is uh, required per. So and then uh, getting into the septic of it all and such. That's really good to hear because I've heard differently around me in the Plant City Lakeland area that they don't, really don't want the parks we built. And I think they need to be built. That's affordable housing. That's a space we're in. And we know that that is needed so bad pretty much everywhere in this country. And I just have been a little frustrated. Like no one's really doing anything about it. So that's great to hear. And so I'm not the mobile home park expert, like I said, but someone like you, if you're going to go and do that and you know what you're doing, I would put money in it. That's how I diversify instead of, 
going and learning a whole new thing. I know enough about the topic. I'm in the space. I research it. But to go and do every little piece is not my niche. But that is one way I diversify. I know we're getting a little off on because people come back to me when I'm super <laughs> niche. I'm like, we're well, not diversified. Well, my diversification is investing in someone else that is good mm. at the other niche. And that's how I diversify. Yeah. Right, right now, my primary focus myself is land and storage facilities. Uh, but I've got partners, you know, from the finance side of things that have partners who are extremely experienced in assisted living facilities. So we're actually uh, meeting tomorrow afternoon to finalize our offer uh, for a parcel in uh, Land O'Lakes. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, had been previously zoned and approved for an assisted living facility. And the uh, property owner ran out of funds. Uh, and this is back 07, 08. So, uh, you know, apparently they'd somehow lined up HUD funds for it and uh, got shut down because of, you know, the, you know, the obvious fiasco that happened at that point in time. And they, they're still sitting on it. So it's a matter of trying to get the plans recertified and brought up to current spec. Uh, but, you know, finding builders and stuff. And one of the partners has, got, you know, done 72 facilities. So, you know, it's, uh, you said it, you know, it's it's not my niche. It's not something I know, but I'll partner with someone who's got that experience. I'll help raise the funds. And, you know, I've, I've you know, brought the land for the deal. Uh, so, you know, let's you know, see what happens. But in that same breath, I'd uh, you know, love uh, to do a park also. <laughs> Yeah. As you said it, you know, there's a massive necessity right now for affordable housing. And, uh, you know, there's almost nobody can afford it right now. I mean, in my area, so Plant City, a double wide in 1997 with the dirt, so the home and land, an acre, that will rent for 1800 to two grand. I don't think that's affordable housing in my market. But that's what the rent has gone up to. And oh my God. I'm supposed that's, to be in the affordable housing space. That's what houses now, are going for here in Duval County right now. 1800 to 2000 or more. Yeah, it, it's crazy. You know, now my area, they will pay a little bit more because of that acre. But we still have some stuff in the true affordable housing. But that's the older stuff. And we have to keep it more as a handyman special. But we don't fix them real pretty in order to really keep the home in the affordable housing space. Because, you know, if we go put another 15000 in it, then we got to charge more to make the money back. So we really stay in the affordable housing space. It works in our area. We're real rural. I mean, we're really similar to Jacksonville, just the the type of area, the county that, you know, people like the, the land and they, they want privacy. They value that. Definitely. Yeah, and Jacksonville's just growing, uh, growing like a weed. Uh, to, you know, multiple military bases, two navy bases. Uh, you, you know, you go just north of uh, the state line, and uh, we have Kings Bay uh, Naval Station, uh, which is a submarine base. Uh, but there's also a lot of finance companies that have moved into the area, and uh, you know, the the sports franchises, and it's just, uh, you know, it seems like every uh, every um, real estate related website out there is talking about Jacksonville's hot market. So now just about every investment company is uh, clamoring to get in here and <laughs> just the numbers of everything are going through the roof, including mobile homes. Most of the that time was... they, just, they just want the land we we're talking. They'll take the land, uh, especially if it's in the loop 
they will eliminate the mobile home uh, from the land and parcel that out to two or three lots, uh, depending on uh, how big the original lot was, then build two to three shotgun houses on it and just go up two stories uh, on each one of them so that uh, you can get a big enough home. That was my area a few years ago. I, I've seen a lot of similarities and I hear everyone talking about Jackson, but you're probably the same as me. Like, stop putting it on these websites. We're not in the top 10. Get out of here. <laughs> Let me just buy stuff. <laughs> yeah, myself and a lot of people. So uh, you are a, uh, an author. Uh, tell me about your book here uh, that we'll link for everybody here, howtobuymobilehomes.com. Yeah, so it is a book. It's a story of how I started as the terrible, terrible tenant. And to how I got to today as I mean, financial freedom, you know, is a big buzzword. I like to talk about lifestyle freedom to be able to be where I want, when I want, with who I want. I'm actually in Wisconsin as we're recording this. I drove up here to see some friends for their 20 year anniversary. And then I'm in some masterminds, but I get to go to these things because I built the business in that mindset. So it's the story there. And then throughout that story, I talk about mobile homes. I just lay it all out there, what to look for, what you need, to, you know, your tie downs, your straps, your peers, moving them. I go into a little bit of that, but I just talk about how to invest in them and what you need to know. So if you're a true action taker, you can read the book and go invest in them. And I say that because a lot of people think they're action takers and they're really not. You know? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It's scary. You know, it is scary to go to your first one. I, when I still remember buying that first one and I was actually my very first mobile home experience, I was too scared. And we're talking a $1,100 difference of where I thought I could buy it at. I gave the lead to someone else. He's like, are you sure? He asked me like three or four times. He got money in two weeks on it. <laughs> and it was a really good learning lesson. I mean, I never got any money out of it, but it was still a great learning lesson because I got to kind of follow. He told me what he did. And I was just too scared to take the action. So later when it happened, I, I took the action when I got that, <laughs> that next lead. <laughs> Your shirt. I, uh, now, I met you at the Hero event uh, here mm -hmm. uh, with Tim Mai. And I noticed uh, you were wearing uh, those Glow yellow shirts and had your Glow yellow jacket with you also. Lifestyle REI. Tell me about Lifestyle REI. I am a yellow highlighter. It is very rare to see me without a bright yellow shirt. This goes into that marketing thing we were talking about earlier, how to find them. I like to stand out. I like a little mm -hmm. bit of attention. And it, as you just mentioned, you remembered my jacket. You remembered me. <laughs> and if you're memorable, you spend way less dollars in marketing. So the color works for me. And so the lifestyle RAI, what is it? It is what I mentioned earlier, starting with the end in mind. What do you want the life to look like? Now let's build a business that caters to that instead of let's build a business and then have our life somewhere fit in there. I don't think most people want to work 80, 90 hours a week. Do we have to do that when we're growing at times? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even afterwards, there's still times that things mess up. But I... This is my teaching and education brand. I want to make it cool again to not work 80 hours. You know, I've learned stuff from Grant Cardone, but I don't really think that everyone wants his lifestyle of 
Mm-mm. Always working. Always go, 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 go. I so wearing this shirt, like we just talked about, the omnipresence that actually came from him. That's where I got that idea from. Always be wearing it and always be branding. But I don't want every moment of my life to be work. So that is the basis behind my education. I just like to say, hey, find what works for you. For me, it's mobile homes. Like you mentioned storage. I got a lot of friends in the storage facility space. That's a great space. I actually have a little bit of money in it as well. And so it's finding whatever fits your end result. Most definitely. Most definitely. Me, uh, my freedom is, uh, you know, b- being a dad and being able to take the kids uh, to Disney on a fairly regular basis. Awesome. And that's, uh, that's their addiction. And, uh, yeah, that's something I was blessed with when I was young is, uh, getting to go over there, uh, getting to, uh, uh, go over to, uh, you know, um, Cocoa beach and, you know, see the mm-hmm. rockets go up and stuff like that. You know, for me, it was the space shuttle originally uh, that that I got to go over there and see several times with school. But uh, you know, and that's part of why you know, I like being here in Florida. Is you know, it's a quick trip down, you know, two hour drive south, get to see there. Go two hour drive, uh, you know, two and a half hour drive over, and we're at Disney. So, and I'm trying to find some Airbnbable properties over there, mm-hmm. uh, and now I'm thinking maybe mobile homes uh, that I can still put out on Airbnb when we're not there. And I mean, it's a huge business uh, over there, obviously near the Disney World uh, Metroplex and, you know, rent them out. Uh, you know, have you done that with any of your properties? Have you Airbnb'd them or are you strictly uh, longer term rental? I'm strictly long term. And when I say long term, I even tell our residents when they're moving in, I want you to move in and stay for the rest of your life. And then I want <laughs> your kids to move in. So I mean, long term. But. When we first got into mobile homes, we were in an Airbnb in uh, northern Georgia, the Blue Ridge area. And we were in an Airbnb, beautiful, little tiny thing in the mountains, uh, wood siding, looked like a log cabin. And then my wife was like, this is a mobile home. I was like, no, it's not. Went outside, pulled apart the skirting. There's the axles. (laughs) And they just cut real thin log looking things and put it on inside and out. I thought it was a log cabin. So yeah, you can definitely turn them into Airbnbs. Definitely. I know people doing it, uh, doing that with tents. So uh, mm, calling yeah. it glamping, you know, real nice, big, you know, 10 person tent. They'll build a, like a little patio around uh, the tent in place. And, you know, so, so they're buying you know, a, a plot of land and uh, you know, they've got uh, three of them on a property and then a mobile home on the back corner of the property that was there when they bought it and they've got someone living there to keep the properties clean you know keep the keep the keep the locations clean and bring out some wood and stuff for the fires and such but it's like oh my god you know the creativity and that's you know a piece you know it's an acre of land with a lot of trees and a mobile home in the corner and you know what you know what did he do with it you know <laughs> brilliant put, put up some tents it's, it's brilliant and, and there's people wanting it like you said my cousin actually goes glamping. He goes to Disney to go glamping. He spends a lot of money because Disney's putting it on. They even have a little bit of glamping. Wow. And if Disney's doing it, you know it works. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Most definitely. So what's what's on the horizon uh, for you? We are a slower cadence than a lot of investors. And when we buy, I have no desire to ever stop buying. 
people ask me, well, how many do you buy a week? Especially at that hero event, because there were some big players there. And when people say, how many do you buy a week? I say, whoa, 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 you mean a year? My goal is to buy four a year. And I believe in the averages. So last year, I only, when I say buy, I mean hold, buy and hold, because we wholesale some if it doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. But I only bought two last year. So that means this year I'm buying six. A big year for me is 12. Like that is a big, big, busy year. We're going to continue buying. We've already bought one. Uh, we're working on our second, actually our second and third right now. And we'll continue that. The speaking and teaching, that uh, it is a business because you have to go out and you have to market. It's the same thing as real estate, really, once you look at what a business is. But doing that in a fun way, mm-hmm. I love to travel. So I look for cities to go speak at that I have friends in. I want to go see my best friend in Detroit. Oh, is there a Rhea there? Can I go speak in Detroit? Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone in Omaha, Nebraska. I don't know if I want to go speak in Omaha. <laughs> so that's really what it is. It's, and part of it for me is I want to pass on the information that I learned from my mentors. And I have some really, really smart mentors. And I think I need to start now while they're still teaching so I can take the years and years it's going to take to get to their level. So then there is not just me, me, and a lot of people to be able to pass it on. You know, I enjoy this talking, teaching what you do as the podcast. host. that's work to me. So I thank you for just putting this on so that I have somewhere just to come have fun, talk about mobile homes, talk about lifestyle. And then I get to be done. You have to go and do the actual hard work between all this. But <laughs> actually, I'm blessed. Uh, Daniel actually handles that portion uh, for this. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think he's he's got a VA now that's starting to handle a lot of that for him. So, you know, I learned. I do want to kind of tie this back to real estate. Please. Whenever I the teaching side, it's very similar, as I said, from the beginning. When I started evaluating what really worked within my real estate career. I realized I did not ask enough questions and ask for help enough. I think that's always true, no matter how many questions and how much help we ask for, we could always ask for more. And the seasoned people and the people that have been through it, they want to help, especially if you're actually taking action. If you just ask questions every time and never do anything, people get a little annoyed with that. But if you go and say, hey, I just tried what you said three weeks ago, and this is what happened, a lot of people will help. So I took that when I started the speaking. I said, what do I want it to look like? What, how I want it to serve me? I don't want a coach. That does, doesn't fit me. So that's out of the picture. And I said, I went to all my mentors and said, what would you do starting over? So I asked tons and tons of questions, just like I've learned to really do within the real estate world. The deal I mentioned I'm working on right now, I was pretty sure I had a really good solid plan for it. I said, you know what? I should ask questions. So I went and called a few friends. Some friends had some good ideas that were very obvious that I overlooked. I really think people don't understand how important it is just to ask questions. And it builds a friendship as well. You know, friends like to help and just ask more questions. And the other piece of it for me is a, taking massive imperfect action, just committing and doing stuff. And then when you screw it up a little bit, you ask for help along the way. That's one of my favorite sayings, taking massive imperfect action is, you know, as long as you're taking action, you're going to get results. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's not always positive results, but uh, you know, it's results as long as you're taking action. If you don't take action, you get nothing. You know, the answer is definitely no. Just like you know, try, trying to put in offers on places. Should I put in an offer? Well, if you don't, the answer is no. So. Yeah. So Pete Fortunato, one of my mentors, he said the biggest insult is no offer at all. That means you think it's worthless. So if you don't give some type of offer, then you think it's worthless. So you got to give what you think it's worth. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And that's the only piece we can also control. We can't, we can do our math of how many offers we need to make to be able to buy something, but we can't make anyone sell us a property. We can control how many offers we make. And we all know that we have X amount of offers or no's to get through to get a yes. So it's the old saying, you know, you just look for a nose and mm-hmm. eventually, you know, you're going to get your yes. That'll allow me to segue into one of my favorite questions to ask. One of my favorite books, along with Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, uh, is Go for No, uh, which mm. uh, it's uh, all about, you know, a, a gentleman who you know was a great salesman, but his goal was to get two yeses. And if he got, you know, you know, got on the phone early that day and he was with Xerox at this point, uh, the author. And if he got his two yeses really quick and early in the day, he'd stop and move on and go do whatever. And uh, instead, you know, he finally figured out just, you know, set set for a target number of no's and keep mm-hmm. going until you've gotten there because you might get six yeses in one day. And you know, it, it kind of hit him when he started having massive success. Because he kept going, just trying to get to a certain number of no's as opposed to uh, limiting uh, himself to just, you know, th- those two yeses, you know, and, you know, he might still have three quarters of a day or, you know, have, you know, his goal was five for the week. Well, if mm-hmm. you have two really good days in the beginning of the week, what about the other three days of the week? You know, are you throwing that away? And he was. So uh, what, what are your favorite books? Or book, you know, what's uh, the number one that you recommend to everybody? Not counting your own book, of course. <laughs> this is literally one of the hardest questions to ask me because it's almost always the very last book I read. <laughs> and I can read the same exact topic and it's the last book I read. And I really think it's because I'm at a better place to understand that book. Mm-hmm. Right now in life, I read a lot more mindset. I'm very big into the mindset. I'm a very big Hal Elrod fan. So I've been doing the Miracle Morning for about five years. Uh, I think one of my bigger books right now for this year is uh, The Inner Work. It's by the yoga couple. And it really, it took a lot of mindset books. I I think they're about my age. Uh, Mid-30s is what they look like from following them on social media. But I think they learn from a lot of the same people I learned from, and then they put all their learnings into a book in a different style. So I really enjoyed that. I thought it was pretty easy to grasp. I'm also a big Joe Dispenza fan, and that can hurt people if they're not going to d- dive deep into that world. So right now, that is my book to give away in December. So every year, I pick my favorite book that I think is best for all my family and friends, and I buy 20, 30 copies, and I give everyone one. You'll have to, uh, there's a lot of books that come up uh, under the inner work title. Uh, so you'll okay. have to, I'll have to uh, send you the link. Yeah, post us uh, post us a link uh, to that uh, in, within the hive mind, and we'll add that uh, to this uh, for sure. 
So are there any podcasts you listen to on a regular basis? Hal Elrod is probably my most committed. I have a long list of podcasts on there, but he's the one I don't miss. You know, I might get two or three behind, but I could be having a a bad day or not bad day, but you know, low energy day or something. I'm like, Oh, Hal always brings me up. So I'm always, all right, let me just stop what I'm doing. Go for a walk. Listen to Hal. If you've never listened to any of his stuff, I just really highly recommend it. He's a great guy. Great story. I think he's out of that world of, you know, big, big speakers and that mindset. I think he's the most genuine. I'm a big Tony Robbins fan, but he Tony Robbins is a businessman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's a businessman. Hal Elrod is a genuine, I want to help uh, guy. I will have to check him out for sure. Uh, one of my favorites uh, is uh, Bryant uh, Pantiano. Um, very focused on mindset. Uh, he does a, a regular meeting on Mondays uh, as part of a couple of, couple of the groups he's part of. Uh, but he's uh, out of California. It's either California or uh, Arizona. I can't recall which. But uh, he's um, really good friends with um, uh, T. Harbecker's uh, old business partner. Um, and, uh, you know, very focused on the mindset end of things. And I know Tuesdays, uh, they have a regular group that meets and it's all focused around secrets of the millionaire mind, but, you know, looking at, you know, going at it more from the study guide side of things. So, uh, Ooh, very much check that out. focused. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely uh, check it. That's I'll a book I've read a few times. That's a highly recommended book by me to people. <laughs> oh, I love I that think. book. That is one of my favorites. It, uh, you know, it's one of the ones that really uh, changed my life uh, for certain. So, yep, so you the, sit there and argue you can't change your mindset, and someone's like, "Read this book." And I read the. Well, I didn't read it. Being honest, I got the audio book, and I'd listened to it three times before I saw this person again, and I could not thank this person enough. Uh, wow! For you know, presenting that option, that suggestion. I mean, that's all we can do. We can suggest a book, but it's up to you if you're going to get the results. Ordering off the left side of the menu that from that book, that was my challenge. I think it was three, two or three years ago. I made that my my goal because I, I would feel guilty spending money. And I was like, I have the money to spend. <laughs> you know, I, I, and I've seen a lot of my mentors, like they become very, very successful and they never start spending their money. And then some of them have passed away with, you know, we're talking double digits a month coming in and they, they go to steak and shake and spend $5 for them and their wife. <laughs> and it's like, you have this money, like enjoy it. Like you work for it. Yeah. So it's, you know, we sat, we have to sacrifice on our way up, but, and it's retraining. I mean, I, it was a struggle sometimes for me to cover up that right side. And I'm not saying it's, I don't struggle still today, but I work on it. I'm like, all right, you're going to spend it. Definitely. I did not think we would be talking mindset on this, but I mean, it, it fits a hundred percent. I mean, anything real it, estate investment wise. And I can tie that back to, here. I'll tie it back to the mobile homes. Cause you're right. We haven't talked yeah. this about mobile homes. Investing in mobile homes is really a mindset because most people won't buy them because they think they're dangerous. They think they depreciate. They think they're hurricane magnets, tornado magnets, whatever you want to talk about. You can't, you can't buy and rent something like this, can you? 
Yes. I bought that. <laughs> I bought it on owner financing, a thousand dollars down, a hundred dollars a month. I put twelve grand into it and it's rented for seven thirty a month. And they've been there for three years. Brilliant tenants. You can do it. You have to go get educated and get past the mindset that these are terrible investments. Are they riskier? Yes. But if you educate yourself just like anything, it can work. You know, I've yeah, never bought a teaching? stick built. I'm sorry. Is that something you're teaching? I apologize. Yes. Yes, it is. You're talking I, I, about you like teaching and speaking. You know, tell us about your teaching. Yeah. So I do every year. I do a two day. Well, actually, last year is a one day class. This year is going to be a two day class on mobile homes, cashing in on mobile homes. Uh, actually, my buddy that lives there in Jacksonville is talking about Mark Bracy. I bring him in to help teach the fix and flip because that's what he does. He knows how to do it. I said, hey, if I just gave you a few hours to speak, do you want to come speak? He said, yeah. I teach on how to buy and rent. That's my main business. His main business is buy and fix and flip. So he teaches that part. And it's just information. It's what we both are doing. Uh, and then I do have the recordings available for people that can't make it to the live class. But we go through at the very beginning, busting these myths. Because you can't, you have to set the mind right to be able to accept all the, you know, what's the outside world craziness. Like, how can you fix something like that? It's a terrible, you know, we, I hear all of it. And some people, I because I follow up with everyone, one of the guys afterwards, he said, no, I realized mobile homes weren't for me. And that was great. That was way cheaper than buying a mobile home and learning it wasn't for him. And then getting it in way over his head. So I think it's just finding your niche. My niche is mobile homes. I got educated. I don't know how to do a wood frame house. Never owned one. Those are scarier to me than mobile homes because I'm not educated on them. Definitely. Um, you have anything else uh, you'd like to bring up uh, to our listeners or uh, those watching on YouTube eventually? Just... Take the massive imperfect action we talked about. Ask for help. If I can help in any way, you know, I know you've put up some of uh, my social medias. I'm way better through messaging. Send me a message. And then when I'm sitting around something, I go through them and I try to help people as I can. I put out free uh, education quotes. You know, I'm always going to education myself. I'm an education junkie. <laughs> and then I just take it and then I just kind of repurpose it out. So if nothing else, follow it for that there you go outstanding well i appreciate your time today uh, i know daniel will as well and uh, all of our uh, regular listeners and uh, viewers on youtube uh, we're definitely glad to have you here uh, once again uh, i will link uh, howtobuymobilehomes.com that's where you can get uh, adrian's book uh, it's also available uh, you know uh, hard copy kindle copy um are you planning on doing an audible version of that at some point in time? Yeah, it'll be later this year. You know, it was work to get here. I'm kind of resting. Uh, you know, <laughs> if I hired a coach. I believe in coaching because I, mm -hmm. I think I have two right now I'm paying. And because I this one just ended. So I had three at a time. But that just finished and it, it was a lot of work behind the scenes. So I'm kind of taking a break and then I'll go back and do the audio later this year. Excellent. Excellent. Well, like, thank you again, uh, everybody. Once again, um, 
uh, you know, if you're not already members, uh, join the HiveMind CRM. It's a free group on Facebook. Uh, it's a mastermind. Uh, it's a community. Everybody's there to help. Uh, we give a lot of great content like this and a lot of people that you can reach out to and ask uh, at any point in time. Uh, there's always someone who seems to know one or more of the niches uh, if you have questions. So, But as always, you know, the number one thing, take massive action, you know, massive and perfect action. You know, th there is no such thing as perfect action. It's, uh, you know, if, if it worked, okay, well, you, I guess you did it perfectly that time. So, The show is sponsored by The List Guys. Do you need more leads in your local or virtual market? One in 10 small businesses don't invest in any kind of marketing. The list guys have over 35 plus list types to choose from and you can mix and match any list or criteria. We also use the skip trace list and provide up to seven numbers and email addresses. Every list you purchase will be scrubbed against previous purchases. The list guys are here to save you time. Contact the list guys today at www.1listguys.com. That's www.the1listguys.com. Thanks again, and uh, I'll go ahead and uh, end the recording now, and y'all have a great day.